Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Zion City Church podcast. We haven't had an episode in a while. This has been a crazy year. If you haven't heard about all that God is doing at Zion City Church, we talk about a lot of that in this episode. Also in this episode of the podcast, me and some of our other church leaders sit down and talk about what God has been doing in our lives and in our church. This conversation wasn't planned or scripted. We go a little all over the place, but I hope these stories encourage you where you are and give you hope and faith as you follow Jesus. My name is Jake, and thanks for being a part of Zion City Church. She takes my hand and we walk in time. We laugh so hard that we start to cry. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast I have with me. Uh, so my name is Jake. Uh, I am the pastor of worship at Zion City Church, and I have joining me today uh, Calgary Mays, who is our, what is your, do you have a title? Uh, just sound, head of sound engineer, uh, video production. He does a lot the, of stuff right now, but he's a, <laughs> yeah, he, he does a lot of our tech. He's our sound guy. Um, so Calgary's here with us. Uh, I have two of my younger brothers. I have John Reagan, who is here. Hello, everybody. Who uh, also helps um, do worship. He's a worship leader at Zion City. He's also heading up Welcome Team and some different stuff. And then the younger brother, Josiah Murdoch, who is also here, um, who's on the worship team. He helps uh, do all kinds of instruments. He plays bass, electric guitar, guitar, piano, all that kind of stuff. And uh, anyway, the reason that we are all here and I wanted to have you guys on, I think this is actually Calgary's idea to do a podcast with all of us sitting down is um, all of us were having conversations separately about just the uh, incredible things that God is doing uh, in our lives individually and at our church. And um, we kept having conversations, whether at work or here at the house, um, and just about all the amazing things that God is doing in our lives and in our church. And we were like, we should record <laughs> these conversations um, and just kind of share the things that God is doing. So I will preface, for those of you that are listening, we're in my living room. We're all recording on our phones. And so if you hear any noises or distractions or anything like that, I do apologize because we don't have any kind of studio <laughs> at the moment. Um, this is a little bit of a rig, but uh, it's all right. I, I believe that God can use this, um, and we hope that you're encouraged by this. Um, so taking it back a little bit to where uh, a lot of these conversations were coming from, we launched in, when did we relaunch in the building? It, it was, was about a month, yeah. It was August. Yeah. Uh, Mid-August. August. Okay, so we, we relaunched Zion City. So COVID happened and is obviously still going on. Um, and so we were not able to meet at the train station where we were before. And uh, we, we were starting to question whether or not the church would be able to stay open. Even we just didn't even know what was going to go on. We were doing online church the best that we could, but there were just so many things that were happening. And so we just began to pray um, about the possibility of maybe... Zion City Church coming to a close, we didn't want to, uh, I don't know, try and force something to happen that God wasn't behind. And so we were just trying to be sensitive to the Spirit in that sense that maybe this is maybe this is how Zion City Church ends. Maybe this was it. And we didn't know. Well, Andrew, who's our head pastor, he uh, had stopped by a location that he had visited before um, just to see about meeting there and uh, just had a really great 
meeting with this owner of this building and basically the owner of the building was like I want to help you guys out I want to get you guys a building I want to give you guys a home and uh, he was asking a certain amount for the space that we could not afford and so he basically asked us to name our own price and so Andrew gave him that price and he said deal can I uh interject here yeah, so ahead. I was with Andrew when we uh, we were just talking hanging out we had lunch and he was like you want to come check out this building with me I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, just for fun. He's like, I know that we can't afford it, but let's just go see it. And um, we walk in and, you know, like you said, the guy was there. And it was just like this rush of, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it because it wasn't like a feeling, but it wasn't like a, an emotion. Mm. It was just kind of like, this is, this is where you're going to be worshiping. And I turned Andrew and I had no idea what he was thinking, but I was like, this is it. Like, I don't know how we're going to get it. Already, yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't know how we're going to get it, how it's going to happen, but this is it. And then the guy, when he said, he's like, what can you afford? And we we're like, well, at most this, and he's like, all right, it's yours. And both of our eyes just widen and you know, started crying. Yeah. We got all <laughs> emotional and we called, um, one of the board guys over and, and then we just prayed right there. And so it was kind of like, literally, as soon as we stepped on the property, we we just had peace and a calling to to go. And If I could also interject, uh, I was at work when this happened and Andrew came in and uh, he's like, Cal, I really need to talk to you. I was like, that, that's never good news when someone comes in. He's like, okay, I really need to talk to you. You know, you're not expecting good news most of the time. It's like the relationship is like, babe, we need to talk. You know what I mean? So, like, your head pastor comes up to you while you're at work. I'm all, um, did I do something oh, no, wrong? I found my Pokemon collection. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it was super sick. And he's like, dude, we found a building. And I was like, what? Like, it was, like, such a shock. And then, like, yeah, when you're telling too. him the same story telling me. But the biggest thing that stuck out to me, and I knew that, like, God was in the middle of all this and, like, answering our prayers and everything and the guy said, I just want to give Zion City Church a home. Mm-hmm. And that was like what like really just like made me all emotional at work and everyone was all, You okay when you come back in? I was all Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The crazy thing is two weeks maybe a, a month prior, we we all said that we we're like, Okay, God, like if you don't want us to have a place right now then then we're gonna be just content mm-hmm. meeting in different homes. And I remember that conversation in our leaders meeting a month before well there was just so much uncertainty and and just different things and for myself um i didn't want the church to close i didn't want the church to end but i also knew that this isn't super sustainable there are a lot of churches that are able to do this well and are facilitating this and are helping people and stuff and it's like we're if we're trying to keep something alive just for the sake of you know no, we have to do this. Like, that's what we don't want to do. So there's a really good example. There's a pastor, uh, David Guzik, who gave a sermon about um, Ishmael, who Abraham and Sarah are trying to force. What? So God promised them a son, right? And so, but they got impatient. And so they tried to force it to happen. And so Abraham slept with uh, the Hagar. Hagar, yeah, I'm trying to think, was she a servant or something? Yeah, servant. Anyway, so... 
Yeah, so they try to force God's will to happen, and we didn't want to do that. We didn't want to create an Ishmael by like, no, God, you said we were going to start a church, and we are going to make it happen. And so we just wanted to we want to be sensitive to like God leading and it not be us thinking stuff up, but making sure that we're just following the uh, following the Lord in that. And so I don't know, it, it was difficult during that time. And so when this happened, it was like, okay, this is not us forcing something. And this was the beginning of, and there's been a lot of things that God has done since the dawn of the Zion City Church in Andrew's living room. But this, for I think a lot of us, was a catalyst in seeing God starting to move. And this is kind of the beginning of all the things that God has started to do since that day. Um, and so we got this building and we started our Build the House campaign. And we started doing renovations. And it took us about almost two months um, to get the building just bare bones ready for people to be in because there was so much work um to be done and uh <laughs> and it felt like it i mean during it like when you're doing the work it like feels like there's so much to do but like it was done really fast like god really gave us grace like there was like like we were pretty much we got the building and then like what was it you said two months right later it was almost two months yeah yeah and then two, two months, months later we moved in mm-hmm. and so it was like well, considering Thank we were we only really like four years for some renovation or something. Several, several people. So Andrew and uh, his stepdad Joe were doing a lot of the work. They did the majority of the stuff, and then there was uh, Tim and his dad Frankie, and there were a lot of guys that were there during the week. And so I'm not sure who all was there during the week doing the work. Um, and so they did like probably. 90% of the work did all the heavy lifting, but there were days that uh, so on Sundays, instead of doing online church, we were focusing all of our resources and time on getting that space ready so that we could meet. And uh, that's when it felt like when we'd go there on Sundays and we'd see this gigantic empty warehouse <laughs> and we're like, oh, there's so much to do. And none of us know what we're doing. So like me not being a an electrician or uh, not having done any kind of home renovations or anything, literally Joe was teaching me how to plaster walls and how to paint and how to do all that stuff. And so, I mean, that was pretty much all of us uh, inexperienced. Um, <laughs> there's a points in time where everyone was sweeping <laughs> just because no one knew what to do. Um, but so we got the building ready and then uh, Andrew wanted to launch in like two, three weeks. He's like, we can have it ready. And uh, there just was so much work to be done. Um, well, we finally, when we did launch, I remember me and Andrew talking about it. We were there one Sunday and we're working. So here's, here was the, the pushing forward moment for us when we were getting the building ready. We were starting to think like, well, there's not really any rush to open. We can kind of take our time, but we put the signs up. <laughs> we got signs and put signs on the front of the building and on the, on the street. And one Sunday while we're there cleaning. So the sign says, uh, Sunday gatherings at 10 AM. Uh, we had two people show up on a Sunday with their Bibles, and they're like, are you guys having church this morning? And we were like, oh, shoot. We're like, we didn't even think like anyone would come in for the sign, and that just shows you, uh, I'll speak for myself, my small faith, like, I don't know, no one's going to show up because of a sign, and it's like, so do you actually believe that God told you to do this or not because you're not acting like it? And so that was a big wake-up call for me. Yeah, but and Boyd was there. That's how we I got said, introduced yeah. to him, and he's been just like, you know, 
tremendous blessing in the church. Yeah, one of the people that showed up that Sunday while we were cleaning, his name is Boyd, B-O-Y-D, Boyd, and uh, he's an elderly gentleman, and uh, he just came in. So first of all, he comes in with his Bible ready to worship, and we're all working, and we're like, oh, man, and so we just start talking to him, and he shares with us his story, and he's this, um, just a man of faith, and uh, he comes in and starts just like blessing the building. He just like starts speaking faith and encouragement over us, and so he grabs me and Andrew, and he's like, I want you guys to know that like this is God's will for you guys, and I mean, he just really starts to speak like faith and encouragement over us, and we're like, what in the world is happening right now? And he's been there ever since too, which has been incredible, and uh, he, he, uh, He's got a little bit of a Pentecostal spirit, and he likes to dance during worship, and uh, he's going for it. And I, I love, I love Boyd so much. And so that was that Sunday was when me and Andrew were like, we should probably launch soon because people are starting to come, and we haven't even announced that we're open yet. And so I think it was two weeks from that Sunday that we launched, and then launch day, we only bought fifty some chairs um, because at the time the uh, restrictions on churches was, uh, I think 10% capacity, something like that. Um, or 15%. I don't remember. It was really low. And so we only bought the amount of chairs for people that we could have. And we ended up having, um, I want to say it was like 80 or 90 people in that first service. And it was, glowing is like obvious that God was like you don't have enough faith for what I'm about to do what I'm trying to do also the capacity that literally the day before the first service oh yeah was allowed to go up yeah yeah. so so we didn't we didn't even hit capacity and we had way more people than we had chairs Mm -hmm. yeah there was I'm I'm missing some details I'm remembering things as we go I'm glad you remembered that that part yeah so the capacity got lifted the day before and so we were in the clear Uh, we weren't expecting that many people but uh, that many people did show up I want to say man I don't remember it was 80 some I don't remember I did count that day but my memory is terrible so I know there was at least 80 people there um it was just incredible, but and it feels like, I mean, I, we're we're still pretty new, but it feels like every Sunday is like, almost like we're reopening the church every Sunday. I don't know if you guys feel that way, but it's like every Sunday is like, fresh and new, and going back a little bit to the building story, I know in my own personal life, um, and these guys because they know me well, know where I was at um, in life. Um, so I moved here. So I was at with Zion um, as, a, as a teenager, um, just coming when I wasn't going to church with my parents. And um, that was when it was at Drew's house and we were having it like Thursday nights, right? Yeah. We're still doing Thursday nights. And then another church let us meet at their building for a while. And so I was coming and that was still, it was just kind of like more like Bible study. It was more like a group. And um, then my parents moved to Texas and so I moved with them. And I moved back and that entire, the entire last year has really felt like a battle just to get on my feet. And I remember one of the things I was really excited about to do when I got back was to play worship with Jake and to be a part of Zion City's, you know, worship. And just because of how life was, I was like, every Sunday I would either like, 
I would I would wake up and I'd see my clock and it's like 10 o'clock. I'm all nice. So can't play, can't, you know, be at church. And that happened so often just because I was, you know, I just felt like my head was spinning. And now I can kind of see that God was, um, I don't know, kind of pruning me. And I think he was doing this in a lot of ways. And also, uh, John hadn't joined until later on after I moved back. And so, um, yeah, so then, you know, God was just moving things around and there was different seasons of life. And now we kind of see with the opening of the church, uh, John is here as part of the worship team. And then I was finally ready to be part of the worship team. And, uh, you know, I had broken up with a girl that I was dating at the time and God was moving in certain details. But it really felt like each, I don't know, each string was being moved perfectly to make this tapestry to line this time up perfectly. And even with COVID, I would say COVID kind of was like the, I don't know, after all these like spiritual yearnings in everyone's life, COVID was like the, the uh, in, a, in a negative sense, was like the thing that like made us really hungry. And then when we got the providence for the building, it was like God just like kind of popped the cap off in a, in a way. And so it was like, yeah, there were a lot of things, there were a lot of things that happened that it seemed like it just wasn't time yet. Mm-hmm. And, and so like your story of, I don't know, just not being ready to serve, wanting to serve, but just not being able to be there. And then just being a time of where you just, I don't know, you didn't have stuff together yet. And I remember, I remember that time too. I remember cause there were some Sundays where you, you'd serve a couple days and then some days you just wouldn't be there. And then everyone would wonder well, where's Joey at or what's going on. And it's like, and there was no, there was never any pressure there. Like, you know what, we need to get this guy. What's, what's he doing? And I was like, no, like he'll, he'll be here when, you know, he wants to be here when he's able to be here. And, uh, I'm glad that I didn't try to force something to happen there, but that I let the Lord do the work in you because now I don't have to even remind you to be there. <laughs> You're just there because you want to be. Um, but I remember too, when we were doing the build the house campaign, we put this number out there of the amount of money that we needed to fundraise. We needed $5,000 and that was just for paint and for materials and, uh, toilet paper, toilet paper, uh, toilet paper, paper towels. <laughs> I said toilet paper twice, <laughs> toilet paper, toilet paper. Um, uh, we just needed, I don't know, uh, projector, screen, all that stuff, right? And so we had this number of $5,000, which uh, Andrew told me recently that the amount that we spent on the the stuff for remodel was like 4999 It was like It was like almost $5,000 to the penny. Um, but so we, we made a video, a promo video about, you know, what we were trying to raise, what we were trying to do. Well, a ton of people gave really generously and we raised a lot more than $5,000. Um, and so a lot of that money is going into, um, future months of rent. And, um, right now we're trying to build our children's church in the separate area of the building. And so, um, God has just provided for more than what we saw we would need already. But I remember when we did that initial video or we did that initial announcements that we were trying to raise money, that someone gave us a check for $5,000 and that, need was immediately met and uh, i remember talking to cal and saying uh like it seems like god's like laying out the red carpet that like whatever we ask for god's like you didn't ask enough and then he provides it and then it's Mm -hmm. like and so what's what's been a huge testing of my faith is uh the one thing that i've been remembering this whole time is i feel like god's saying 
how much do you want to see me do? Mm-hmm. And then you do that. And so whatever I'm doing and whatever I'm expecting, God will match that. But it's like it's a it's a it's a testing of my faith. Like, how much do I want to see God work? It's like in that movie, um, where he's like, "Here's what I want you to do. I want you to name how much you want to get paid an hour. So name it." So he's like, uh, He's like hesitating, and then his boss is looking at him, and then he like names something lower. He's like, ten, ten, and then he's like, "I could have asked for more, couldn't I?" He said, "Absolutely, but we'll discuss it later." And it's like. The Lord is saying, do you remember that? Yeah. It's Omi's like, headphones? <laughs> it's on Nightcrawler. But, um, oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> because he's, he's uh, having him do this job. It's just the two of them. And then, uh, and it's like, it's almost like the Lord is like, you know, you could have, you could have asked for more. And I think in everyone's life, that's true. But specifically in my life, I feel like faith has been, and not to sound generic, because I want to make it specific to the situation, but faith has been what God has really been teaching me lately that the grain of mustard seed is that yeah i was sharing with uh tim and lena we had a really we were fellowshipping the other a few weeks back about what the lord is doing and i was saying i think god is like waiting to move like he's just like dying to get in and like restore things make things new and all he needs is like a little breakthrough and i think what that little breakthrough is is just a little bit of faith yeah, and that for, little bit of that grain of mustard seed mm-hmm. is what God's going to take and turn everything into. And that each of us has been able to see a little bit of because our faith has been growing mm-hmm. and um, there's just been some incredible things. So from the first, that was the first service launch day was really incredible. Um, I mean, it was it was packed out and we were just pumped. And then second week, second week, I actually wasn't there. Me and Ashley had planned a Labor Day trip, Labor Day weekend trip. And um, so we... We're not there. How was that weekend? You guys had led worship, yeah. and uh, that was the second week. I know that attendance dipped, and that's pretty normal after a big opening, and then the second service is pretty normal for things to go down a little bit. But uh, It was a good service. I remember um, our building is right next to a hip-hop shop where I'm pretty sure there's... It's like a smoke shop, yeah. Yeah, a smoke shop. You know, <clears throat> I'm at, you can picture that for yourself, but that the guy left the shop because he said the music sounded so good I wanted to see what record you were playing and uh, so Joe brought him over to me and he's like you know and uh, he said no 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 that's not a record that's this guy playing and and that was encouraging for me because worship leading is not not something that I think um, I have been normally gifted with but I've been growing in that area um and i was kind of like yeah, we were both nervous that day yeah <laughs> just so and i were both just kind of like well lord you know we'll, we'll we're our giving best. our best yeah and with that jake's kind of like the rock of the, the worship ministry most of the time so yeah. it was just this this moment of um i've just been like god it's not about us anyway you're going to work and the small amount of people there were blessed during the the, the worship service and um the sermon you know, people were praying after service and people were being like, I really need this today. And, and so, cause I, I had, I had wondered after that first service, okay, let's gonna, let's see. Yeah. This is the real test. Like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> there's it's no not, hype over the second service. Exactly. It's not that I was doubting God or doubting the work that he was doing, but I was like, okay, God, what are you actually going to do? Yeah. You know, what is, what is hype? And then what is the spirit moving? And 
the I second remember, week that it was he was still moving. I was like, all right. I remember when Joe had told me that because I came back the next week and was asking him, you know, how were things? How'd it go? And he was just he's just so encouraging. Um, so he was saying that he brought uh, a friend of his from the gym that he's been inviting him. So mini story that uh, so as we're talking about these things, I'm being reminded of all kinds of things that God has done. So he was saying that he was at the gym. And uh, there's this guy that he always sees at the gym. And uh, by the way, I want to clarify: about... some people call me, you know, oh yeah, Joey or Joe for short. He's talking about, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about not this Joe, Joe, yeah, this Josiah, this Joey. Talk about Joe, Joey, whatever. Lucero, yeah, our uh, head of security. security. Um, but uh, anyway, so Joe Lucero, he was said he was at the gym, and uh, is I don't think he was a friend of his other than at the gym. He just sees him at the gym. And they just talk about stuff. And he said he just felt a real urge. He says, hey, you need to invite this guy to church. And so he's like, all right. And so, well, he was wearing his Zion shirt. And the guy asked him, hey, what is that? What is that, you know, what is that all about? And he's like, hey, man, it's this church. We've been renovating. We've been doing all this stuff. Come and check it out. And the guy broke down and told him, you know what? He said, I've been just fighting with God lately and... um I feel so, like I need to get back into church. Yeah, he's, yeah, something like I, I've been needed to go back to church, and I was like, you know what, God, if if you show me where to go, then I'll go. He says, and then you come in here today and you invite me to your church. And so he said that the guy started, you know, he was like, that's from God. And so he came and brought his whole family, and that Sunday that you guys were leading worship, and uh, they were just blessed to the max. And uh, and then I remember uh, Joe also telling me about the guy from the hip hop shop coming out and saying. Hey, the music you guys are playing is really good. What CD is that? Or, you know, what? You know, he's like, that's not a CD, brother. <laughs> that's worship. And yeah. so he brought him in and uh, just so awesome. And it's been cool to several times when we were doing renovations, we brought donuts and stuff over to the guys at the hip hop shop and just trying to be really generous there and uh, just, um, I don't know. Not They've been be, really kind. Yeah, not be terrible neighbors to them and because uh, they've had that space for probably a while and it's just been them. And so... They've been really cool, and uh, it's been it's been interesting to be next to them. Uh, we had this one guy after service. Uh, we have reflection stuff on the glass on the doors, and uh, one day it was thankfully it was after service, so it wasn't too distracting. But this guy parked his bike right in front of the doors and was, and was using it as a mirror. And was just like checking himself out, checking the bike out. <laughs> so I opened the door and I scared him, and I was all, "You all good?" He's like, "Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't know anything was in there." And then. Uh, but uh, it's been it's been fun being there. But so that was the second week, and uh, every week has just been something different and something new. Um, but I remember for a while, ever since the church has started, I felt like there's been um, in worship. I feel like there's been like a wall or like a disconnect, um, and I'm not sure what that is other than spiritual uh, spiritual opposition. Um, but I don't remember exactly what week or what service it was. But there was finally breakthrough um and uh well i, I mean, think it was the was it the third week i honestly i don't remember because <laughs> we, we did inhabit right and you and i remember you said because i remember this specifically you were like i'm gonna tell teach the people the song oh yeah yeah and I, like and i'm not gonna play yeah i remember they start singing and worshiping yeah i was like so we're not gonna hit, go to the second song until the people sing this first song and i remember you guys just looking at me like that's not a good idea. And I was like, these people have to learn to worship. They will, I will teach them, and they will worship. Right. Um, yeah, well, that, I was going to say, maybe talk about the opposition. 
Um, and maybe Calgary will be able to like talk about that because he was, you know, in the audience with the people. Um, but well, was that the first, was that that first day? I don't remember if that was the same day. Was that the same day that when we were practicing? No, that wasn't the that same day. The Lord just met us during practice. It wasn't the same day, but that was, that was another great time that God moved us. Well, I, I feel bad for the listeners. There's like been so many things and yeah. so many stories. Well, I think we'll get there. Yeah. Well, so yeah, there was the first Sunday where I felt where there was a breakthrough in worship. And I don't really remember much else from that day other than the weight lifted. The right. wall came down and the people went nuts, dude. And it was just like, I've never led worship where the people were singing louder than the worship team was playing. And this this happened and uh it was just you could feel the presence of god in the room and it was just god took over and it was just really um really really incredible and so that was the first time i felt that shift in worship and felt that in the people and so ever since that day it felt like god's like all right now bring it on and so yeah the and next the, go ahead uh the thing that made it so amazing as well is that usually people don't sing in our church um, that's not something that's really quite normal. They're kind of quiet either, especially because with COVID going on, you know, people are nervous about meeting in public and, um, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff there. there. They have masks on. They're like, do I sing with my mask on? You know, and, and I'll say too, this is the, this is not all on the, the people I, <laughs> for a long time I've been leading, you know, trying to lead. So I have this thing, if there are any worship leaders listening, then you will understand this, but I hate or I used to hate when I would go to a church and they would just play like the same five songs. And it's like, bro, how many times are we going to sing how he loves? It's like, there are so many other songs in this catalog that we could do. Um, and so as a worship leader myself, I never wanted to be that. And so I kind of overcorrected and was on the opposite end where I was never playing any songs that anyone ever knew. Um, and so I think the the people not singing it was part of it was probably just from my stubbornness of like no we're not going to play songs that are popular and that people like we're going to do songs that nobody knows and that only I like and and so I also we're not in the Bible Belt it's not like you start playing a song and like people immediately yeah and a lot of the people this. that are coming are unchurched mm-hmm. and so none of these these people wouldn't even know the good yeah, church songs anyway people, so yeah. if they were coming uh, a lot of them. And so there was, you know, none of that is all at the people. But yeah, there hasn't really been a culture of singing and a culture of worship. And, I, and a lot of that is laid at my door, probably. And uh, and so, yeah, but it was, there was just this wall of resistance that f- felt like, man, what was it? And so there's a, a specific story. I remember there's the song Stand in Your Love by Josh Baldwin from Bethel. And uh, I remember hearing that song and just being like, man, I did not like this song. This song is so shallow or whatever. I don't remember what I was thinking about. I just remember thinking that I didn't like the song. And then I felt God tell me, I want you to lead this song in worship. But I was all, <laughs> what? And so almost as a joke, I was like, all right, Lord, I'm going to play this song and you're going to see how much it fails. And then uh, I did play that song. And uh, this is at the train station. And this is when I began to feel this shift. Um, and the people responded like incredibly. I never led that song before. <laughs> Very BC, first time leading COVID. it. And uh, yeah, it was also before COVID. Um busy and uh anyway so that was the beginning of god kind of shaping and changing me as uh, a worship leader but so there was that first sunday that we had there was just a an incredible move of the spirit and i think too the pressure was off of me and us uh of leading and i was just like you know what 
I just need to lead people to Jesus. Like that's all we have to do. We don't have to sound good. We don't have to have a drummer. We don't have to have all this stuff. Right. We just need to lead people into the presence of Jesus and we can let them see him. They will worship and respond to who he actually is. And so that that began to happen. And uh, and so I don't know if you guys think of any stories of things that, you know, God had has been had been doing around that time or during this time, um, bring it up whenever you want. Um, but I remember the the biggest day that we started talking about and we were having the conversation of we want to do a podcast and talk about a lot of these things that God has done was the Sunday after that. So we got there and we were going to do worship and we were, it was during worship practice and, um, we, we did, uh, so it was just, it was just, um, Josiah, myself and you at the church we practiced. We went through two songs. Yeah, right. What were the songs that I'm trying to think? I mean, I know "Shout to the Lord" was one. Um. Yeah, and then. Oh, okay. We did. I don't remember the first song. Was it "Evidence"? Yes. Okay. Evidence so it was Josh "Evidence," Bob, and then Calgary came in on the second song. So we did. So real quick, I'll talk about the set list because this is kind of important to the story. We yeah. did. So, this is another thing too, man. I'm glad you. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So. We did evidence. So the set list was evidence and then shout to the Lord. And then, um, what was the last song? Uh, great. Are you Lord? Yeah. Mm. Well, earlier in the week, I had been listening to a podcast of a worship leader, uh, Jeremy Riddle, and he was talking about, you know, so before even I started listening to that podcast, I was, I was creating the set list for that Sunday. And I really felt like God wanted us to do, uh, this is how I fight my battles, right? That song, this is how I fight my battles. And, uh, and I was like, oh man, it could be this really cool worship moment and all this stuff. And I started practicing it and I just got all in my head about it and really self-conscious. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Stupid. <laughs> and so I just, I don't know what I was thinking, but I got super insecure and whatever. And, uh, well, I listened, and then later in the week I listened to that podcast and Jeremy Riddle was like, you know what? You need to take chances during the set. He's like, if the spirit is telling you go there, then go there sing that chorus. Then I was like, okay, Lord, I will do it. And so that morning, I still wasn't all in yet. I was like, well, we'll try it out during practice because my faith is little. Uh, I was like, I'll try it out during practice and see how it goes. So we did evidence and I love that song. So we were practicing it. And then I was like, I want to try this. And so we started doing it. And uh, this is how I fight my battles. And just even during practice, I could feel the me and the guys were just getting pumped we were just getting pumped up and so i was like okay for sure we're gonna do this and then we went in to shout to the lord and as we're playing it andrew shows up he shows up normally about eight thirty, nine o'clock and um he shows up and boyd shows up for early prayer and both of them just start worshiping like while we're practicing and i felt like one, I was like, we're not worshiping right now. We're practicing. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to feel bad if, we, if I have to stop and tell them like, hey, no, don't sing it like that. Or, you know, don't play that note or whatever. I'm going to feel bad because I'm going to be interrupting worship. And then again, I was just in my head about it. I was like, you know what? Forget it. Like just worship with them. And so, so we just played the whole song through and, uh, and then we ended it. And then uh, Boyd and Andrew started kind of going back to their normal routine or whatever. And then we went into Great Are You, Lord, which is the last song of the set. And I think Calgary came in at that point. Yeah, yeah Calgary was in. here by this point. And usually, like, whenever I come in during stuff, so, it's going to sound terrible, but, like, every time I come in to, like, set up my stuff, I just, like, let them practice. I don't even think twice about, like, 
worshiping or like anything like that. I'm just like, oh, they're just practicing. Like well, I don't, I have, like Sunday ready. Yeah. yeah, I just like try to help get everything ready, and I don't even think about like really like I'm like I'll worship when everyone's here and we start worshiping, and I think that's just kind of like a a poor mindset on my part. But uh, personally, I think this is where for for me personally, it's like a big shift of like. God meeting us where we are in our moment, like, and it hit hard, like, because so for me, I get into not a season of doubt, but maybe just a season of like unbelief a little bit where I'm just, this is business as usual. And I think we could all attest to this at the train station. So uh, again, for those listening, when we were at the train station, we had a trailer full of all of our equipment. We had to meet there extra early to unpack everything and set up because at the train station there's only a certain amount of time we could be there and then like as soon as like service ended we have to pack everything up before what like 12 i think 12 12 12 30 and something like that yeah and like the service usually ended around like 11 30 so um i think it's easy for us to just get into just doing work you know instead of just like realizing what you're doing it for um, and I think that's where God uses a lot of people the most is in that time of just doing. Um, so for me, I was starting to sink into that a little bit where I was like, this is just business as usual. And then like I walk in and I see Andrew and Boyd just like worshiping. And I'm just like, what the heck? I was all, this isn't the time to worship. It's not even service. And so uh, I remember that. And then we, uh, you guys finished and then we entered in that time of, of prayer because now we have a prayer team right before. Uh, we literally started that prayer team like that week before, right? I think that was the first day, actually. That I think was, that was yeah, the that very was first, the day first day that we had started it. Like well, before we even entered in prayer, and I, I want you to finish that story, but we played the last song of the set. And so at this point, I had not began to worship myself, really. I was still kind of in practice mode. And I was like, oh, this is dope that they're worshiping. But uh, And then that's right, you'd come in. And we started doing the last song. And we're just going through it. And uh, I don't remember what part of the song, but earlier in that week, I was like, God, I want to feel your presence again. I was like, I want to just, um, and this isn't maybe a biblical thing or whatever, but I just needed, I needed God to move. And I was like, God, I want to feel emotional. I want to like be weepy. I want you to like, uh, I don't know, for any of you listening that have, have felt that where you felt God move or you felt God like speak to you or whatever the case is. And you know, like that's the Lord. You just can't help but become overwhelmed by emotions because it's just, it's God, man. It's, it's heaven. It's heaven touching earth and it's everything that we long for. And so, um, and I remember that week. Um, so that Monday before the Sunday, um, I was like randomly. So I, I've been really struggling late. Uh, well, uh, I had been struggling with uh, just like meeting the Lord on a personal level. I'm a very, and my brothers can attest to this, and I people attest who, <laughs> there are people at Zion City can attest to this. I'm a very analytical person, and sometimes I tend to, and we all grew up in church, and I was really obsessed with like learning and like knowing things. Yeah, it's all about the theology right. and the like, the head knowledge. It's it's less yeah. about the experience. Exactly. And that's something that's been a real and battle. Experience is like almost looked down upon like no. <laughs> you shall not experience you shall anything. Not have emotions. You shall just know. <laughs> that's the 11th commandment. Um and so I have a tendency to not meet with the Lord in an intimate way, in an emotional way, but rather just to like 
Let me read my Bible. Let me pray these words. And, and a random, uh, a random side tangent. The knowledge should lead you to that sure, place yeah. of experience. Exactly. The whole reason that we <laughs> learn the scriptures and we study this stuff is so that we can know God more right. and we can be in his presence. And it's his presence and the Holy Spirit that comes over us and changes our lives and gives us the ability to live different and right. to pour out and to pour over. Right, We are filled up with the Holy Spirit and it overflows into right. other people's lives. Anyway, yeah. mini sermon there. All right. I'm, I'm worshiping. Um, so that Monday... I was like randomly like because confession time. Normally I wake up super late for work, <laughs> and so sometimes I'll work at like 5 p.m. and I like wake up at four because I'm a night owl. <laughs> so this is uh, this is me being vulnerable with the, with the people. But uh, anyway, so I woke up a little bit earlier and I was like, you know what I should do? I should go um, like you know have some devotional time with the Lord. And um, so I went to there's this theater right by where I live. And there's a Starbucks there. So I went, I got my venti iced coffee, praise the Lord. And then I went and I sat by the theater and it's awesome because I can just roll the windows down. And there's a nice breeze there and the parking lot is empty in the in the theater. And I used to do that when I first moved here. And so I went there and I was like, Lord, I just, I just want to meet with you. And um, God spoke to me. God showed up and uh, in a really emotional way, like you were saying. And that kind of like started a trend that entire week um, of every day going out there and meeting with the Lord. And some days I didn't even read my Bible because I think that's one of the traps I fall into. It's like just reading and learning more and like, oh, this is what happens in Isaiah and not spending time with the Lord. And so I was praying and um, I have a journal. Sometimes I write my thoughts or what I'm feeling at the, at the moment. And God spoke to me and I struggled a lot with uh, anxiety and worry. And that day God just spoke to me on the freaking uh, parking lot of the theater by myself and God said like son you're okay like you're okay not like it's gonna be okay like right now you're okay everything's fine and in the peace of that that space in that parking lot it's just far enough away from the traffic it's silent and it's like I'm okay but the devil lies and says everything's going wrong you know everything's you know horrible but God spoke to me like, son, you're okay. And every day like that was just the Lord speaking to me that entire week. And so that Thursday, um, we have family night as a as a family. And I was talking to Jake. I was like, dude, I was like, God is like moving in my life. Like I'm really having good relational time. Yeah, and I was like, dude, he's moving <laughs> in my life too. Me too. Yeah, it's all. I was like, oh my gosh, dude, the Lord, the, the, the spirit is working. And so that Sunday – um, I was like so excited for what the Lord was going to do. And I wasn't, and I remember you were, you were weeping when Boyd was there and Andrew was there worshiping in the practice. And I was like, well, yeah, I so that, that, so we got to that last song in the set list mm -hmm. and I was not really, I had it not entered into worship yet, but you know, early in that week, I was like, God, I want to feel your presence again. I want to like be emotional. And then dude, it hit me like a wave. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I just, I stopped singing. I couldn't sing anymore. And so I'm just like, so I'm playing and the guys are playing, RJ's singing and we're just there in this very real worship moment. And then like, I, th I think at this point, almost everybody in the room, <laughs> minus Cal, which he'll get to this point, we're all like, dude, this is like, 
this is insane. Like, what is the Lord doing? Like, no one's there. It's freezing in that building. It's so cold. We're like, we're, uh, we're, it's just, just worship practice, and God is already there, and we're just like so expectant. And so uh, we close practice, and, uh, and then... So what's interesting about that is that I actually wasn't, like, I was, oh, I was yeah, feeling right. the Lord working around me, but it wasn't in me, like, like in the entire week up to that. Like, every day the Lord has been meeting with me alone. And I was like, Lord, every day I felt overwhelmed and because we all split up to pray for the the prayer we, everyone everyone shows up for the pre-gathering so we have mm-hmm. a couple of families that showed up and uh and everyone starts praying and so andrew's like you know pray over the the children's section because we had before we're opening children's this sunday um november 1st finally and uh but before we had just like some blocks and little mats set out so the parents could sit in the back with their kids or whatever. And so he's like, pray over the little kids area, pray over every chair, pray over, you know, the worship team. He's like, pray over all these things. And so, um, at this point, man, I'm just like, dude, I could pray with anyone right now and I'm going to be a mess. And so well, before there was the prayer was cause I know Calgary was talking about what he was, um, cause you were saying that so I like, um, you know, everyone's, everyone starts praying and stuff and I'm like, you know what? And I'm like looking for an opportunity, like who should I pray for? What should I do? And I see Cal and he's walking the building and he's praying. And so I'm like, you know, what? let me just go pray over Cal. And so I just like, I pray a prayer of like blessing over him. And just like, I mean, I'm crying. Like, God, thank you so much for this man. And, you know, and I, so I, I just pray over him and I don't know, it was like a 30 second prayer, not very long. I just prayed over him and hugged him. I'm like, love you, man. And that was it. <laughs> I didn't, and uh, I didn't know, he didn't tell me this until later, but you can go ahead and share it. Yeah, I was like, so, uh, I ha- it's like the sense of like, I think it's really just the enemy trying to get in my head of just like, uh, like, look what God is doing through everyone else but you kind of think. And, um, and, um, yeah, that's where like me and Joey were almost on the same level that day. And like, like Andrew, so again, sounds bad, but Andrew was like saying to pray and I was like, okay. I was like, so I was just wandering. And the closest thing I was to was like the kids area. I was like, I guess I'll pray over this. I was like, God bless this area. Like I was like, just not in it, you know, like I was just not like, really feeling like spiritual at all i just like it it almost like like if you guys know like going to work and stuff and like the the moment when you clock in you're just kind of trying to get in the motion of work like now it's just kind of like almost how i felt was just trying to get in the motion of work not getting in the motion of of doing work for god you know like and forgetting what what i was really doing it for and then so i was like just in my head that entire time and and uh yeah like I remember Jake going over and praying over me and everything and it was just this huge rush like again like a huge wave and it was like it it literally even though it was Jake praying for me it literally felt like it was God putting his hand around my shoulder and saying like you are seen in what you're doing and like I am here to really just love you and and just this huge wave of like emotion, like where I felt like literally just like dead. I was just like literally just brought up, you know what I mean? Like just that everything I was feeling. And so like now I'm like, okay, now I'm, I'm ready to pray, you know, like, yeah. like God like woke me up and he was like, Hey, wake up. Yeah. You're here at church For sure. sort of thing. And so, um, 
that's when I was like, okay, I need a, I was like, all right, I'm going to pray for over something, Lord, and I want you to show me what you're going to pray for. And then, yeah, and then to pick up there where where I was, so this is all, I love seeing like all the, the stories lining up together. <laughs> um, at that point, I was like, Lord, all this, you're you're breaking out all around me, but like there's not revival breaking out inside of me today. Like, why do I not, all these, this past week, I felt overwhelmed by your goodness and by your peace. And um, I was like, but I, Lord, so I, I went, I usually pray in the area where I um, play bass or worship because I feel, I don't know, there's like, it's almost like there's a, there's like a, like an intimacy there with the Lord. Like that's my spot where I worship and as, as well as where I pray. So I got my Bible just to hold it while I pray. And I was, I, I sat there on the floor, I kneeled there and I was like, Lord, I want you to overwhelm me with your goodness. I don't want to be like, oh, look what God is doing for everyone else. It was like, I want to be overflowing with your goodness. And to pick up right where Calgary said, so I was, I was sitting there and I was like, Lord, I do not feel your presence. Like, I don't feel excited like I have been this entire week. And um, I like heard something. So I look up and there's RJ and Cal. And it's like, hey, we want to pray with you. And um, I don't know if you wanted to say that part. Or... Oh, yeah, it's just, that's, like, the moment where God was, like, go pray for Joey. And I was, like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, and not to embarrass you, but Cal got, like, super emotional, and he was praying um, over RJ and I, or John and I, and um, and uh, the Lord was moving, and he said, and there was one thing that you said where God just broke through. He's, you, you started crying, and <laughs> he said, and Lord, I thank you for my brothers, and you got super emotional. And I, I truly felt at one with the Lord and at one with you guys, my brothers in Christ and my physical brother. And I was like, all right, Lord, overwhelmed, you know, and it's and it's almost I don't know how you guys feel sharing these. It's almost like hard to share because to people, they're like, what do you mean? There's a wave. What do you mean? But when you experience the Lord move like that. Well, I think anyone, it's so hard to transfer. I think anyone words. that was there for that service can definitely um, I don't know, a test of what we were experiencing because, so this is all remind you <laughs> before service. Mm. Um, so after I prayed with Cal, I went and prayed over Andrew and Boyd prayed over me and Andrew. And, uh, I mean, and this guy, when he prays, he likes to shout. And so he's like shouting through his mask and he's like, and I pray God for these two men, God. And he's like <laughs> going nuts. And I'm just like, dude, this is incredible. I'm like, and, uh, and so Boyd starts just talking about revival and all thing God wants to do. And after Boyd prays for us, me and Andrew are both crying and we're like, dude, like, like God is so good. And so we're ready for service to start. I mean, all of us are on like level 10. We're like on fleek. We're like about to just bust with worship. And uh, I was listening to um, something uh, like a week or so ago, uh, a worship leader talking about, he says, the people are not where you were at when service is about to start he's like you've been meeting with the lord you've been doing this stuff and you're ready for the roof to blow off he's like these people are coming in he says they just lost their salvation on their way to church <laughs> he's like he says you've got to bring them into the presence and so definitely felt that when when the people came in like we we're pumped and we're like so ready and i remember joey like right before he's like this is gonna be the best i'm so excited <laughs> and the people come in and we're worshiping our faces off and uh and it's like it's like <laughs> it's like we're uh 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of we're like cheerleaders and we're like in a nursing home. And it's like, I don't know. It felt like just like so much resistance and it's not the people, but you can just feel the spiritual opposition being Anxiety, brought in with the, the people, like the, the stuff that they're the bringing with them, that they're bringing in and that what's been going on in their week. And you can see it on their faces. And then you're like, do they hate me? But you have to remind yourself, no, they're stressed with work. They're stressed with the politics of today. They're, what was that. like God is gonna move is now like, oh I hope I don't I don't know for I'll speak to myself. It was like oh God's about to move and now it's like I hope it'll play the wrong bass note. I don't want to mess up. It's like all the you know those spiritual yeah. So the the spiritual the spiritual battle came back for all of us I think because it was like oh man we just had this incredible moment and then there's this just weight and heaviness that comes in which is like John was saying it's definitely the people just coming in with the weight of the world on their shoulders and you could just tell. There was, and, go ahead. Uh, there was something that Cal said that I wanted to say uh, to pick up on. And then um, he said it, when you prayed over him, it was like he it was like God put his arm around him. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of moments in life where we're, we're kind of like, God, I hope this is right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hope that this is good. And I hope that you're working in my life. But it's hard to see that right now. And um, so it's a beautiful thing that, as followers of Jesus, that we can be an act of God for someone else. Mm-hmm. I wanted to highlight that as also as like a mini sermon mm-hmm. that, you know, that like there's that, that old casting crown song, you know, we, we are his people. We are his <laughs> hands. We are the body. Oh, yeah. yeah the body. We, are, we the body. are the body. Why aren't his arms reaching? Yeah. Right. And yeah. in that moment, you know, Jake was the body reaching over Calgary. He was the body of God reaching over Calgary and letting him know, I love you. I do want to work in your life. I do want you to feel me. And then Joey and all this. And for myself, my history, I had served in a a youth group for uh, three years and it was a huge honor to be there. We would have uh, pre-worship prayer to the service. And um, I just remember times of prophecy people are just going around the room over the leaders and it was like a time for the leaders to prepare for the service for the kids and there were many times where God met with us before because you know when you're in youth group they're going to be talking about you know school hangs be careful who your friends are dating and all this stuff and as an adult leader you're kind of like what is exactly like how is this going to speak to me God has us but you're not there for yourself you're there for the kids and so the pastor then started talking about how we should have, you know, pre-worship, pre-prayer. Right. And I remember thinking when I transitioned from this um, ministry to Zion, I was like, God, I would love for you to do that. And I think that's something that you want to do. I think you want to meet with the leaders at Zion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so something when I started coming to the church, I started praying, God, I pray for the leaders to meet with you, for the leaders to be encouraged for the leaders to get rest and that's something that's been I've been praying for for um you know almost a year now since I joined um and so in the middle of the practice set I was kind of like oh <laughs> here you are <laughs> doing what you what you said you wanted to do and I was like well this is good and I myself was um just having this spiritual weight and I was kind of like Every Sunday, I've had a spiritual weight on me and a frustration on me that I've just been like, God, like if you want to move in these people, 
And if you want to move through me to encourage these people, it's going to have to be you because right now I'm just not able to do it, you know, but we are the body and being faithful in the things that we do and being um, open to the, the moving of the spirit. We can encourage each other and we can have these moments where it's like, this is totally you, God, because right now I'm not in the mood. I remember Calgary, you and I had a couple of weeks before that service, you and I were just talking about our frustrations mm-hmm. and our, our tiredness. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, man, we're tired. And like, mm-hmm. how do we, how do we get rest and how do we keep going? And I remember you and I were kind of in that boat. Um, so like this day was like the catalyst of just God, like literally yeah, meeting so all of us there mm-hmm. and, that and moment, answering the answering the prayers that we'd had and yeah. answering the questions that we had that we maybe weren't even praying for, mm. you know, but just being like, I'm here, I'm moving. And I remember I was like, okay, God, thank you so much. Thank you for proving that it's you. It's not me. And when I don't understand, you know, you're, you do, and you're in control. And then when the service hit, you know, we were talking about how the, the people's faces were just, like they were way down and I wasn't bothered by it. I was just like, okay, God, like use us again. Mm-hmm. Everyone that was in that, in that room uh, for practice, use us, God, to help these people um, to feel you. Let us be the body again to put our arm around them and right. to encourage them. Um, because like when people are coming into church, they need encouragement. They need it so bad. The world is telling them every day how they're failing, what they're messing up on, what to worry about, what to be afraid of, what to, you know, and the church should be a place where of rest, of restoration, of a reminding of who the Holy Spirit is and Jesus and God and how he is for us. He is not against us. Right. And um, so I loved it that we sang evidence. Yes. You know, we had... Uh, I see the evidence of your goodness. And that started off the service, you know? And that's such a, that song speaks so much volume to me. I feel like, to piggyback off what you were saying, that the Lord's voice is, I want to be careful how I say this. Well, I, 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 I shouldn't be too cautious. I should just say what I think the Spirit is trying to say. It's like, the, when it's come to his children, the Lord's voice is rarely like this domineering thing normally it's like you said it's restorative it's about revival it's about giving life and i think um what the devil tries to do is try to mistake god's voice and try and say like you know oh you're this you struggle with that you have this many problems you know whatever the stress is whether it's financial or emotional whatever it is and these moments are god showing us, no, that's not my voice. My voice is saying, here's the evidence of my goodness. Here's what I'm doing in your life. And I think you've been, you know, especially for me, um, an encouragement to like, let the Lord say what he's going to say. Let the Lord give life and revive us, especially when, you know, we'll be in worship and, you know, you'll start, you know, singing to the Lord or, start dancing for the Lord. And it's like, let the Lord do whatever he's going to do. And that voice isn't the negative voice that we hear. You know what I mean? And so uh, 
being able to, to remember that God's voice is life-giving and it's revival. Yeah. Uh, Calgary, did you, when the service started, did you feel the opposition or were you ready as you're, cause you sit, cause the, uh, the, uh, audio stand is, you know, um, to the side of the auditorium where everyone sits. So like as us of a worship team, we could see the people coming in with the cares of this world, you know? And I was, I was curious to know, like, well, so kind of like how Jake was saying that first song, like, and then him just trying to like stir, like everyone to like actually worship and everything. Like, Everyone was still. I think we can. I think you even said a joke. You're like, all right, like yeah, we're trying yeah, to wake yeah. up or something like. Yeah, I made everyone like do jumping jacks or something. Oh yeah, true. Um, I I made them like jump around or do something. I don't remember what I made them do. But that first song, there was just like this obvious tension, and it was like the whole time it was like it was like literal battle where we're fighting. And um, one quick story about worship so I was listening to a message and this pastor was sharing a story of a friend of his was in Africa somewhere and uh, this witch doctor was like wanting to like compete and like show him like how amazing you know their gods were and all this stuff and he's like can you do this can your god do this or whatever and he's like so he has his men come out and they start dancing around these women laying on the floor and the women start flailing their bodies and they're just going nuts. And then he's like, and so they're like chanting and dancing and the ladies that are laying on the floor start to like levitate off the ground. And then the witch doctor asks the missionary and he's like, can you do that? And then he's like, no, but I can bring them down. And so he starts to worship and the ladies fall. And so he said, I knew that I couldn't do some kind of magic trick to bring you know, to do something crazy like that. He says, but I knew whatever spirit was doing this kind of nonsense. He says that when I worship and God comes, those spirits will leave. And so I was thinking of that story during this time of worship. It's like, dude, all of this spiritual opposition and stuff is coming in. And so part of our job as worship leaders is to get rid of all that. So like, we don't get rid of it. We worship God. <laughs> when we worship God in spirit and in truth, God inhabits the praises of his people. And when God enters the room, everything changes and this, you know, Satan and his demons and all of the things that are there, fear and anxiety, all those things leave because God takes preeminence and he's there. And so that first song, we really felt that tension and battle of like, we're doing spiritual warfare here. And so it also played... feels like when the devil figures out that God is doing something, he kind of gears up. I don't know if you guys have felt that. Oh yeah, for recently. sure. Like as God is moving, it's like the, the challenge like you said, the battle, it's like, is, it gets, um, not tougher. Cause I don't mean to make it sound like in a negative way, like, Oh, it gets harder when the Lord starts, but it's like, it increases. Yeah. Tell, it gets more intense. Yeah. That there's like going to be, as the Lord is doing good things, the devil the opposition come arises. And try yeah. to like, Oh, there's something <laughs> happening here. We need to put a stop to this. So the first song was evidence. And I think that's what you guys were, were talking about there a second ago. Um, but so we're talking about that. This is a song, you know, I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. And then that's when we broke into that spontaneous moment of this is how I fight my battles. Mm -hmm. And that's when, dude, the roof came off. And so I'm like telling the people, I was like, this is how we engage in warfare. I was like, you want to know? I was telling a coworker, friend of all of ours last night and he was just sharing that yeah he's having like a tough week and 
um, I don't know, he, there's some personal stuff I don't want to share, but he was just saying, you know, he was going through this stuff. And I was like, hey, man, like, have you ever tried, like, worshiping? <laughs> like, have you ever tried, like, using worship? And he's like, no, I haven't tried that. I don't know why. And I was like, dude, I was like, do that. I was like, and allow God into the personal spaces, like, of your life. It's not just for Sundays, whatever. Anyway, and so... Um, so we start singing, this is how I fight my battles. And we right. sing it a million times. And, uh, and we just go into this. And this is really fun just as musicians where we just we go into this two-chord instrumental <laughs> where we can just rock out. And so we start, we start doing that. And then, dude, that's when Boyd starts dancing. Yeah. And then behind Boyd, little Ben sees Boyd dancing. And so Ben starts dancing. And then there's a video that you can see. There's a the few people in the front row. There's a... Uh, an elderly lady, she was trying to start dancing. You could just see her. She's like beat bopping and she's like trying to go for it. And it's like, dude. And so we're singing and playing and just worshiping and going nuts. And um, it was just incredible. So we're singing, this is how I fight my battles. And we sing that for a little bit. And then we go into shout to the Lord and the people just enter in. And so the rest of the worship set, I was exhausted by the end of that. I will say that too, because we spent so much time, um, during the practice and everything. And then we had the actual service as well. And, but it was just it's like the perfect, it's like a good kind of tired. It's yeah, like, no, absolutely. Like look at what God did through us, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, sometimes like, I think for me, some of the most precious moments in church and in our church family with you guys and with drew and with the rest of the team is like the, the after service, like, dude, like, God is just so good. And then as you move away from spiritual things and, you know, you eat lunch or whatever it is, there's still that, like, man, God really met us today. And um, sometimes, like, <laughs> sometimes that's what, like, I'm writing on through, through the week, you know, sure. is like, man, but God moved. And I think that going back to something I was saying earlier, that faith is really the lesson God is teaching. And not in a generic way, but in a specific way. It's like, if you believe with a grain of mustard seed, I will do this. And we were joking around. We were, the three of us brothers were hanging out a while back. And um, you were talking about how that song you were going to lead back in the day, you're like, you know, <laughs> Lord, I don't want to lead that. Um, or like, the, the people aren't going to worship with that. And then God took that song and used it tremendously. And, um, I made a joke about, like, it's like in Luke 5 when Jesus says, you know, he's like, well, cast your nets on the other side. It's like for to, to catch some fish. And then Peter says, Lord, we've been doing this all night. So, but because you said so, I'll cast the nets on the other side. And so it's like Peter's like, this carpenter is going to tell me how to catch fish. And then they go to the other side and their nets break with how many fish the Lord gave. And I feel like in, in my daily life, the battle is... If you can just for a moment, if you can just for a moment silent, uh, silence the devil and his stupid lies saying, God doesn't want to meet with you. He's not doing anything. If you can just for a second get him to shut up, then the Lord will break through and change the whole room. And so it's like that, that grain of mustard seed, that tiny bit, is all God needs, you know, just to do his work. Well, every every service since then has kind of felt similar. I remember even the week after that, um, there was just something that was going on that was kind of intense in our family. And um, I remember, for me, just feeling like 
God is real. I don't know. I like, I obviously have faith and I believe in God and all this stuff, but it's like, for me, it's like, it's hitting the home camp and there's something that like, and so I don't know, there's moments like that where, okay, is this just something I'm hyped up on? Is this just something that feels good for a moment or do I actually believe in this stuff? And so it's kind of like entered the realm of reality. And we have another girl on our worship team. Her name is Trina. And uh, so we, she started worship sometime in that era. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started doing that. And there was this one specific Sunday where it felt like we lost the mojo. We're like, I was like, oh, man, it wasn't that amazing. Like, we didn't weep. We didn't cry. Like, nothing happened. And so I, I remember. And then so the rest of that week was just struggling with, like, I don't know, like spiritual opposition again. I'm like, Lord, what's going on? Why why, why did this happen? And And so this is bringing up all the way up to last Sunday when we played and it went well. I felt like, you know, God moved and God, God did a really good work. But I remember for me, I didn't have any of those specific moments. But I've tried to just be... Try to be faithful uh, to lead, to lead well, trying to be faithful to like, you know, what? it's not about me. It's about God. It's about leading people into his presence and giving God the glory that he's due. So even if the the least is that we do is we just give God glory, then we did our job and that's all that matters. And then uh, after that service, I remember Calgary again, you just came up to me and you're like, I don't even hear half of what you said. <laughs> But you had your mask on and you were just like so overwhelmed by what God was doing in your heart. And you're like, oh, sorry, bro. Yeah, sorry, I think, uh, sure what was going on. I think so. Well, a little bit before that, like, I think we all face that whole like God does something amazing in our lives. And immediately the enemy wants to like off put that, like wants to like immediately just lie to you. He's like, no, that was God. You know what I mean? Like, because like kind of like you said, like throughout the week like it's almost like our our spiritual batteries are being drained by the world you know like with all the pressure that's come up in the these last few months and this is whole year mostly and so like um just like that huge like sense of like um i was just the enemy just trying to creep yeah just opposition and um for me um so a lot of people listening, I uh, graduated this year, my bachelor's degree. And so when, thank you. <laughs> but I feel like for a lot of people who aren't in school anymore or are doing these other things, um, it can be easy to kind of just like get in that area of like, what's my, what's my calling? Yeah. Like now what, like, what's my, what's like, what's like, now that like if you get out of season of just being busy and doing and doing, then you kind of creep into like, man, I have no purpose here. You know what I mean? Like, and so for me, like trying to like, you know, figure out future career moves and trying to figure out all these like, you know, different things. Um, that's for me, like where it was hitting me really hard. And I think it was just the enemy see- uh, seeping doubt. He's like, he's like, look what you accomplished, but look what you're not accomplishing sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so I remember just, and it's something I've been praying for a lot of like God trying to like, like show me my purpose or my vision and like what my calling is and all this stuff. And so, um, again, I'm like, I'm there, I'm setting up, um, also joining us as little baby, Avery Lee. Yeah. <laughs> um, she woke up from her nap. <laughs> but um, 
So, uh, yeah, I was, again, in that mode of just setting up and trying to, like, but it was different because I was like, all right, I know God, God is going to move here in this in this morning and trying to, like, reawaken me again. Um, and so it was more like just, like, me trying to push the, the thoughts of the enemy out of my head a little bit. And then so... And that's normally what it is because it's yeah. like the Lord's not stop the lord is like willing and ready to speak but it's the enemy that it's like i remember the i forget which week it is all this time is jumbled in my head but i remember telling josiah i was like i was like every time i meet with the lord like during my devotions like he shows up and i'm having these incredible like times of just fellowship with the lord and i'm like i feel stupid i'm like god like, like I could have been doing yeah, this the whole time. I could have been doing this the whole time. <laughs> and uh, I'm told, yeah, no, I think that's definitely it, man. I think, Joey, you're talking about the lies. And one, we have to not believe the lies and we have to silence the lies. And it's that, that voice that constantly is speaking in our head. And we have to remember the truth and remember who God is and then look to who God is. And then I think the key is really worship. And it's like not necessarily singing and playing music worship, but like worship to the Lord, whether that's in, in prayer or in physical, like, you know, kneeling and bowing down to God, or if it's to sing and play music and stuff, but it's just, or whether it's serving at church, Cal, like in your capacity of just, just being faithful and doing these things and learning your craft and just doing it to the best of your ability. Or as I'm, you know, looking at my daughter now, it's, you know, helping in the children's church or being a parent or whatever those things are. It's like when you worship God and you do it to the best of your ability and you're just faithful and God meets you in those moments. There's nothing better um, than that. Um, what do you want to say, baby? You want to say something? <laughs> Did you want to share? Yeah, and also to attest to God also has been working through, um, you know, I, what kind of started this spark of like all these stories. God was really working through Andrew's teachings on prayer. Um, yeah, that series was really incredible. Oh, yeah, that, that was kind of like what started that's what originally it's, it's I'm remembering things too now um, what originally was like I need to go meet with the Lord was the prayer series because uh, there was a question and answer time and I remember as a, as a leader I was like oh there's question and answer time question response time I need to ask something that the other people would want to ask I was like so what is a good question I'm like trying to think of like a good question for everyone else and then the Lord was just like why don't you just ask a question for your prayer life <laughs> I was like that's true <laughs> so I was like I tend to, when I pray, I just start thinking about everything that's going wrong. I'm like, Lord, this is going wrong. I need you here. I need you to show up. And then I just end up more worried than I started out. And so Andrew spoke to that. And he's like, well, he's like, you need to just pray out loud. And he's like, and then um, you just need to be genuine and not need to go into, you don't need to go into detail, but you just need to leave these things before the Lord. And then you also answered that you need to give space for God to answer those concerns and those worries that I struggle with. And the next uh, day, that Monday, is when God showed up. And when God was showing up in each of our lives personally is when he showed up corporately, you know. Yeah, I think I think the prayer series had a lot to do with that, too, because a lot of, obviously, prayer is... Uh, so the whole prayer series that you can catch on the podcast, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, or on the website, ZionCityChurch.net, uh, tag... Um, but that whole series, I think, really geared the people um, to just intimacy, intimacy with the Lord, fellowship with the Lord, 
And uh, there was just so much there. And again, all of this is God's doing. Like God's the one who put this in um, Andrew's and my heart years ago. And uh, it's crazy to see the words that God has spoken and the promises that God has given and to see these things um, come true. And I think this is just the beginning of what God wants to do. And as Boyd would say, God wants to do so much more, uh, more things than we can imagine. And so uh, as we bring this episode to a close, is there any last well, so I gotta stories? My story. What's yeah. your story? <laughs> Sorry, I cut off Calgary, my bad. Uh, about me coming up to you after worship and or after the service, oh, really. True, true, true. So yeah. I, was, I was leading into that. Um, so we'll end it here in a second. But um, I just wanted to share my story of how profound, again, of just purpose and calling and all that. And so... Um, so while the pandemic hit and we weren't meeting, we, me, Jake, and um, and Andrew were recording all the messages and putting them up on YouTube and everything. It was just a huge transition of trying to go to online church. And so he was in the prayer series that time. And then um, once we met back again, Andrew finished out the prayer series. And then Jake and Andrew had that Q, uh, that Q&R um, and that was really, really good because it kind of helped summarize everything. And then Andrew started his new series, Exiles and Empires, um, going through the book of Daniel. And um, for me, it was just this huge prayer of me just like, God, like, show me, like, what my purpose and calling is with all that stuff, um, with me being out of college and everything. And then so when I'm – you guys uh, – so I think – Jake would when he was saying that uh like he remembers at the end of service not like feeling like like he was doing what was it like you weren't like doing like well you weren't like you weren't like really feeling it um, right like oh just, like well you know what it's not about us God did what he's gonna do even if I wasn't yeah it's not feeling. that I wasn't feeling it but I just was like um I just. It didn't feel like the past services, you know what I mean? It wasn't like this incredible experience. It felt like I was just trying to do my duty <laughs> and just like, well, you know, you can't, every service can't be, you know, busting down the walls and ceiling yeah. falls off and everything. And so I was just trying to be faithful. And so oh, you guys least... did Graves into Gardens. Um, oh, yeah. And so uh, for me, that's one of my favorite worship songs. But it's funny whenever you hear a song a million times and then you really hear a song. You know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, and for me, that was like, it was, it felt like it was God telling me, like, um, I'm trying to think, uh, towards the end of the song, uh, how it goes. Um, but, uh, anyway, so I was getting really emotional during that time. And for a lot of people that know me, I'm not like easily, like, I don't easily get emotional. Like, I'm like, I feel like I have to be this manly man and like not cry or anything. But then I, that's like when, when you know that God's like actually in your midst and in your presence is when you feel that emotion. And so I was getting emotional during that song. I was like, man, this is sick. And like worship was amazing. And then it was Andrew's message. And um, so he's going through the book of Daniel and everything, which for me is my first time going through the book of Daniel. Um, I'm still kind of a little bit of a newcomer to the Bible and everything. But, um, and so um, towards the end of his message, he was going through um, to uh, love Jesus, love people, do what the Spirit does or did, um, and a lot of these things. And it was 
a lot about just purpose and calling. And I remember just like really like thinking in that moment of like, like, what's my purpose? Like, that was like the biggest thing I was asking, like when he was talking about this, like, what's like, it's like, I was like, what's next for me? Like, I don't know, like, I can't be (laughs) making pizzas anymore at Dion's. I got to like, have like something greater. And he was talking about how, how he's like, I didn't wake up one day and he was like, I want to be a stucco estimator. You know what I mean? He's like, but he's like, I love doing what I do because it enables me to teach the Bible. And for me, that was so profound because I was like, I don't like making pizzas all day. As fun as like the outside person is like, well, you get some pizzas. Like when you've been doing it for five years, it's like, it can get exhausting. Um, but it made me think like, with my purpose is like God is like literally using me and it's enabling me to show up every Sunday and to, you know, do sound. And for me, I was a Jack of all trades. I was like welcome team when we were at the train station and I was like doing all these different things. And then I finally like found my niche, which was just like tech. Cause I just love like a lot of like computers and like all this stuff. And sound was like, I had never done sound before. So I was we're still learning as I go. Right. Uh, but um, it was so audibly clear of what God was telling me in that moment. He was like, you're living out your purpose. He's like, you are literally, he's like, for me, it's like, I just show up with a computer, plug in our sound stuff, make sure everyone sounds good and that's it. And then upload our videos to online. But it's like, I was like, you're literally helping to spread the message. You literally help sharing the gospel and what you're doing. He's like, even though you're not up there singing or up there teaching the message, you were still providing for the people to enable that message to go out to people. And so like, I'm like trying to hold back tears towards the end because I know I still had to like close it out with the sound. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, like, oh, I was trying to focus on sound. It was so hard. And like, I'm like super emotional. And then, um, and like all this stuff. And then, uh, the, the service ends or worship closes out. And then like Andrew was behind me cause he got off, uh, so that worship can go back on. And I think he was trying to tell me, I don't even know what he was going to tell me, but I completely like blew him off basically. And I just like throw my head in his shoulder and I'm crying. Like, like ugly face crying <laughs> Andrew saw he says dude Calgary almost made me fall over he's a big dude he me. <laughs> and like this like sense of like just emotion and I remember a few years back uh we were having an afterglow when we went on our retreat um and the time before that I, I felt like I was my what like kind of like I was envisioning when during that afterglow in that time of prayer it was like feeling lost in the forest trying to like find something and then the year after that we had another one and it was the same like forest but like i remember seeing like it's like it's like those like cheesy like christmas movies when like you're looking outside like a window and it's snowing and like it's just the glow of the light and you can see like the little family eating dinner and everything i had the sense of like i'm home and then it was again with purpose and like everything that god was telling me he's like you are home and you're doing exactly what i called you to do he's like you got to go through all these zigzags and journeys to find exactly that but um and so i'm like crying and i'm telling andrew about this and like i was like dude like this is so sick like well i didn't say those words i was just like i was ugly crying and then 
I was like, okay, I feel like I have to go tell Jake that his worship was incredible because that's where it started for me. That's where like God was like breaking through in that moment again. And then uh, that was when you were telling me, you were like, yeah, I just didn't feel like, um, like it was really hitting for you. Or, yeah, yeah, it just felt, it just, it just felt different. It's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's not that it wasn't good or anything like that, but it just felt, um, it just felt different. And so to hear you, and so for me, I was like asking God, I was like, Lord, just please help me, help me to, you know, just be faithful and know that you're still working and that you're doing stuff. And then you came up and we're starting to share that. And I was like, well, that's all I needed. I just needed that word and that reminder from the Lord that I may not always feel what God is doing, but God is always working. And uh, it's like the lyrics from Waymaker, even when I don't see it, yeah, even when I don't see it, even when I don't feel it, you never stop working. And uh and so, yeah, man, I think, and that was last Sunday. <laughs> so, I mean, I think God is, wants to do so much more. And I think he's beginning to just do stuff in the leadership at our church with all of us. And then it starts with us and it's going to bleed out to the people. And I'm sure that God is doing some incredible things with our people as well. Um, and uh, I look forward to hearing some of those stories and just seeing what God is doing. But we wanted to share this podcast to share these stories about what's going on yeah. with us but we know that there are, like Jake was saying, we know that there are stories with you guys and uh, God is doing a huge work and there's more to share and there's more to say yeah. and we're excited and we'll have to do um, some more episodes. Well, um, I was going to say, in, to invite you guys into this story a little bit, if you guys have something that God's been doing in your life and you're a part of Zion City Church, even if you're not a part of Zion City, um, we would love to hear your story as well. Um, but if God has done something, you know, just something special and unique in your story, and in just these last few weeks, God's been doing something similar, like Calgary's been sharing, myself, uh, Josiah, or John. Um, email us at uh, info at zioncitychurch.net or send us a message on Instagram or Facebook, and we would love to hear from you. Or just uh, pull us aside uh, if you heard this podcast after service and just uh, tell us. And we'd love to share your story if you're okay with us sharing it. Uh, but we would just love to hear it as well and to rejoice together and give God the glory. And uh, I think that... We've gone, um, uh, we're an hour and a half right now. And so this is incredible. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, uh, yeah, God wants to move and, and he's moving right now. We're excited to see what else he's going to do. His presence changes everything. Amen. All right, folks. That's it. God bless you guys.